Hey everybody, Chris Bober here with the Bober Academy and welcome back from pain to performance with Midwest Movement. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, sh shin splints and calf strains and kind of how they're related. Of course, we have Nolan Clausen here at Midwest Movement and um, of course you, you can find them in Elkhorn over by Rick's Meats right off of 204th and Veterans Drive. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, please click the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, click the little button down at the bottom to, so of course, subscribe to our channel and the notification bell to be notified when we release new videos. So, all right, Nolan. So tell us, I, I you know, you told me you were going to do calf strains and shin splints today. And it's an interesting combination here. Tell me about now. It's kind of relevant now because you know Dak Prescott, the Cowboys, has a calf strain, and right. we're seeing some of that out there. Tell us what you can about those things and how they're related. Right. So um, that's kind of why we chose it. Um, there's quite a few guys in the NFL right now that have calf strains, right? Um, and the reason that I like to talk about the two hand in hand is because a lot of times when you have one or the other, right? Um, if you have it, well, more if, if you have shin splints, there's a good chance that it's because, um, you didn't have the control of your calf muscles, um, which later leads you into the shin splints or, um, that same thing with the calf strain, you don't have control of those calf muscles and, um, you basically go, go beyond your limits. And that's where a muscle would get strained, right? So um, what I like to talk about is your calf muscles, right? So when you go up and stand up on your toes, that is your calf muscles going to work, right? There are also the muscles that help you push off if you're running, right? Um, help you plant and change directions really, really quickly. So what happens a lot of times is... The classical shin splints are basically your runners or your track athletes or football players at the very beginning of seasons typically get shin splints. Mm -hmm. And why that is, is basically the capacity of your calf muscles was exceeded. Oh. And so then basically they're starting to give up on you. And so you become a little bit more reliant on like the more hard surfaces, your bones, right? And so your bones are like hitting a little bit harder because the soft tissues weren't able to control them into each other. And so that's where we get shin splints. I always now, thought it was just the shoes, you know, because I would get them at the beginning of training camp and stuff. And when I'd start running and you're telling right. us we did, I, didn't prefer, I didn't prepare my calves, um, you know, with strength or flexibility or whatever. I didn't get them in shape first. Right. And whether like I've went through all the level or not pro, but college and high school athletics. And it happens to a lot of people because they either, they didn't prepare well enough before. And then they have basically, if you think about the typical football player, um, they may be just lifting, um, doing some agilities here and there. Mm -hmm. And then season starts and we go massively into a huge increase into running. Same with the track athletes, right? Mm. Um, and basically those tissues aren't ready. So like, that's why coaches make conditioning workouts during the summer that a lot of people don't follow is because they want to gradually get you into a certain level of 
preparedness, right? So one of the things that we talk about uh, with running is increasing our level of activity or increasing our mileage like 10% from week to week, right? So if you think about it, running is the easy example because you can go mileage, right? Whereas like if you think about increasing your level of activity with football, it's a little bit more difficult mm -hmm. to put into numbers. But so if you're preparing for a marathon, you don't just go out and run 10 miles one day because you're going to destroy your body. Mm -hmm. Look, all those tissues have never been prepared to run 10 miles and you just strain them. So if your normal average uh, miles per week with running was, let's say, five miles um, in a week, what you would want to do that next week is increase it by 10%. Mm. So you'd be running uh, six, miles. six miles. Yeah. that's uh, That'd be about a 20% actually increase. So like you'd be five and a half miles that next week, right? And it seems like very, very slow or very gradual, but um, there's a really good research out there that show like that perfect level is like 10 to 12% of increased level of activity for tissues allowed to adapt. That's why you got to start early, start in the off season when the coach yes. is to you and he's got yep. a little bit more every week. I, yep. I think as a player, I always thought, well, I'm not doing very much. I'll just get ready, you know, as I get closer to the season. Perfect. And that's where you create the problems, right? right. And so right now, uh, you know, NFL's midseason, high school kids right now, we're towards the end of our seasons. Um, there's like talking about this, there's not a whole lot you can do about what, how well you prepared, right? So saying this, if you don't want to next season have those issues, you need to prepare in the off season better, right? So, but what can you do now, um, mid-season, end of season, to try to relieve some of that? So, number one thing, especially with the cast, uh, is to foam roll. We always say, um, find a spicy little nugget. And those spicy little nuggets are those things, those little really tight areas in your calves, and just spend a little extra time on them. Make those spicy little nuggets a little softer. Um, and... A lot of people, so I'm going to show you how I foam roll on my forearm. It'll just be a little bit easier yeah. to demonstrate than getting down on the ground. But so I got a foam roller here, right? So pretend my forearm muscles are my calf muscles. So we always say you're scanning your tissue. You're scanning your muscles to find those spicy nuggets. Once you find that spicy nugget, you're just going to rock back and forth, but you're also going to roll your leg mm -hmm. over the edge. So if this is your foot, you're just going to go back and forth. Then you're going to go here, roll it, just kind of make little circular motions on that spicy nugget, try to get some of that tissue to break up. Okay. Nice. The next thing that's super, super important, we talked about this with ankle injuries, ankle dorsiflexion. So this is your foot, mm -hmm. right? Your ability for your foot to go this way, right? Right. Yep. If you don't have or you have a very limited motion going this way with your foot. So now you're stiff right here and you when you go to like push off, basically because of that restriction in your joint, 
now your calf muscles have to work extra hard to produce more energy, right? Yep. So getting your ankles moving a little bit better. So one of the drills that we kind of showed a little while ago was just here. Let's try to find a good position. <laughs> Basically getting your foot up on a box um, in the weight room, going right here and just trying to keep your heel down. So you're going to keep your heel down on that box and just rock back and forth. That rocking back and forth is going to get some of that range of motion back in that ankle. What that does, it also stretches your calf muscles. But we're really focused on the joint being able to move. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense because, you know, they kind of go back and forth. And, and, you know, a lot of people, they think they're stretching their calf and they kind of stand up and like lean up against a chair or a wall and they just keep their legs straight. And that's stretching that big calf muscle, but it's not stretching the underneath one, right? Right. Yeah. So you have two muscles. You have your gastroc and your soleus. The gastroc uh, muscle. So gastroc muscle is the big calf muscle, but it attaches past the knee joint. Mm -hmm. So when you bend your knee, you take that muscle out of the picture. And now you just have the soleus muscle that attaches here into your Achilles tendon, right? So a lot of people have gastroc strains mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's doing two things. It's bending your knee and your ankle. So if we take that muscle out of the picture and then we do rocking our foot back here, then we can... We're really only stretching that soleus muscle, but we can get a little deeper into the ankle joint. Nice. Yes. Nice. I, I pulled my soleus one time and it burned, man. I tell you, but it, the good thing is they heal pretty quick. You know, that yeah. um, this, we, we just, I got back into it and, and really didn't take that much time off. So there is hope if you do get those kind of strains. And right. I, I guess this time of year, when I see guys getting ready for games and stuff, hopefully they're 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 flexing their or stretching out their soleus, their ankle, the the, the dorsiflexion and stuff like that, because that's really going to help them out. Right, and uh, so it's starting to get colder out. Right, mm -hmm. uh, this is just in general. We need to get that core body temperature higher. Um, you're seeing more of those muscles sprains, strains, mm -hmm. things like that in the beginning of games because people aren't warmed up. Make sure you don't just go through the motions of your warm-up. You need to be a nice hot sweat right before the game. That's why horses sweat before they go and run. You want a nice lather. So. Yeah, as I'm out of the football game, it's a little bit colder. Um, so just a reminder, if you're listening or watching this, uh, keep yourself warmed up during these cold games. And if you're on special teams only, you know you know it's coming up. It's third to third and long. You know, do some jogging or whatever you can on the sideline. Get yourself yeah. warmed up so you don't get hurt and you don't miss, miss out on your, yeah. your team out, right? Right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today for Nolan. Thanks a lot. Of course, uh, Midwest Movement, Elkhorn.com is where you can find more information about Nolan. They're, they're specialized in Nolan, especially in getting athletes back onto the field. Getting back in the game is what they do. So um, thanks so much for your knowledge, Nolan. Um, hopefully people, a lot of people listen to this and, um, and they take some preventative measures. Get ready early, of course, stretch it out. And then if you do happen to come up with a calf or strain or you have shin splints, go in and see Nolan at Midwest Movement. They'll get you taken care of, right? Right. Awesome. Our specialties, we love them. That's right. That's right. All right, Nolan, thank you so much. Um, go see Nolan for any and all of your needs for to get back on the field. So thanks, Nolan. We'll see you next time. Yep. Thank you, Chris.